The Youthscape Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Youthscape Podcast. And this is the podcast where we bring to you some interesting little nuggets from the youth ministry world and some dazzling guests. And can I tell you, we have some dazzling guests today who are very quietly trying to eat polo mints. So while Martin overshares some horrendous stories of nudity, just zone out of that and tune in to see if you can hear Polo Mints. Martin, You do welcome. not know that I'm going to tell you an You always have some great stories, and you've not landed one for a while. Uh, okay, you so what we were, should, should we break cover on this yes. and say we've just been for lunch? Okay, We've just had cover. lunch, yes. and, uh, <laughs> and we're both feeling the, the sort of sluggish... Food violated, really. Food, food, food violated? <laughs> just that so much food. But it's mostly lettuce. That's the word. I don't know. But let's carry on because we've got food brains and quite quite a lot of food. But it was mostly leaves. It was yes, mostly it was. salad. It was a lot of it. So we went to a well-known brand of Italian-inspired restaurant. Didn't Very we? fast pizza. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, and we had we all had salads. It was really impressive. I feel like the chef would have felt quite sad. Like yes. if you are if your job in life if you found your thing <laughs> and it's to be a pizza chef. Then when a table orders five salads, yeah. do you not feel... It's basically arranging food, isn't it? I think he felt food violated. <laughs> he felt it, did he? Does, does doing stuff after lunch affect you quite significantly? It does, but Is we're going to... Because people will be listening to this for a boost yes. at the beginning of their week... The last thing they need yes, is two to like, ageing people to... Like to moaning to, about food, to moan which let's face it, in, in a global way, that's a terrible thing to be moaning about food. So Absolutely. we acknowledge that right up, dear friends. It's not but with those salads, I just have to say, <laughs> yeah, it, does it is salads. quite a lot of work to <laughs> get through. <laughs> it's big leaves. You just munch. Takes you ages. Our dazzling guests are just sat here watching us. Can we try and rein this in? A it's okay bit? to hold intention about okay. there is food poverty, <laughs> and it's very hard to get through a Pizza Express salad okay, quickly. Okay, okay. Brilliant. But what we were going to talk about before... Before we introduce our guests is where do you listen to the podcast this podcast or in fact any podcast like is there a podcast culture a certain place that people tend to listen to podcasts yeah. for me always in the car when I'm driving somewhere oh. I listen to all sorts of podcasts including this one including this well-documented this, especially fan. this one to check for naughty words how about you Martin when do you listen to this oh, podcast I, 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 I don't listen to this podcast but um I if I listen to podcasts, I will do so whilst out walking or doing something else. Isn't that an interesting thing? Yeah. Like culturally, yes. we can't now dedicate ourselves to one thing. Like I'd only listen to this mm. in time I was having to use to do something else, like moving from one place to another. Yeah. I wouldn't actually sit down in the corner of a room and put on the Youthscape podcast. That's rather high view of myself to think that, that we would. That's, well, of course, we, our listeners tell us quite a lot about when they listen. So Steve Mitchell, Steve Mitchell Hello, listens Steve. in the gym oh, to nice. the podcast. Whilst doing something else. Whilst doing something whilst else. Whilst trying to take his mind off something else. Sarah Long is out trying to get her little baby to sleep. Aww. So she's also trying to do something else. That's nice. But it's an interesting thought because actually I, one of the podcasts I listen to is Word on the Go, advertising for them, but that is listening to the to Bible readings and listening to kind of scripture unpacked. And I definitely listen to that in the car because actually I do feel driving is a little bit of non-space. Like I know yeah. I have to concentrate, but that's where I love... Now, yeah, so maybe actually it's because we can multitask and listen on a number of levels. But stop what you're doing yeah, now stop, stop and everything. only listen to this. Yeah, don't. If you're walking, yeah, stop literally walking. Stand, stand still, still as if you're a character in an M. Night Shyamalan film. Something weird has happened. You just stood in the park. Steve in the gym, just, just standing mid still. crunch. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah, hold just hold, back hold that. Hold, hold that. 
bar with the, with the weights on it. What are they called? Uh, <laughs> weights. Weights. Free weights. <laughs> if you're holding you? free weights, hold them half exerted. And because we're going to introduce you to our not one but two guests who are, who are dazzling and, and melting. They are. Because we have shut the window. Producer Rachel has shut the window in the towers at Eastcape. It's so hot. It's hot. It's so hot. Do you want to introduce our guests? Yes. One of them is sweating. One of them is glowing. Oh, that's not a gendered comment, is uh, it? It was a totally gendered comment. <laughs> um, so, uh, very exciting to yeah. have with us uh, Tim Morfin. I, it's very hard for me almost immediately not to make the joke, but I'm going to try and wait at least three What's minutes. What's the joke? We'll get there. Okay. And Ray Morfin. Yes. And believe it or not, they're also husband and wife. That's true. That's true. But uh, they're both from TLG, which, is, which stands for? Transforming Lives for Good. Was that always what it stood for? Oh, Martin, I think you must know that's not true. No, tell me. <laughs> always, it's always, they've always been transforming lives for good. Oh, okay. I was to say it was with the Lighthouse Group. But they oh, were, it was called the Lighthouse Group. Okay, right. you. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. It's the entirety of the last oh, five, five or more years. Are you doing that George Orwell thing where you're pretending the history, <laughs> the history Rewriting. didn't happen? Rewriting history. <laughs> oh, if only we could. Oh, so tell us, tell us uh, first of all, for those that don't know, um, what do TLG do? So TLG, we are all about helping churches to get alongside struggling children in different ways. And our vision is really about the church stepping into the lives of kids and their parents where they struggle. So yeah, lots of um, different ways to enable the church to do that. And you've been around for 19 years. That's incredible, isn't it? Been running, and, and the main sort of bread and butter of what it is that you do, uh, we would kind of refer to as pupil referral units. Do you want to unpack that a bit more, Tim? Like, what, what is the core thing that TLG have been doing these past 19 years? Yeah, so TLG began, just grew out of local church youth ministry. I was a volunteer in a local church in Bradford. We opened a youth club, and a whole crowd of kids came, and we quickly worked out that probably half of those kids were not going to school. And then we kind of worked out that we should do something about it. And, and that's really where, where TLG began. A boy called Lewis, I met him when he was 12. By the time he was 15, he was completely disconnected from school. And we got, I guess, alongside him and his family, supported him in his education, supported him back to school. And the school said, hey, we've got loads more kids like him yeah. how, how many would you like wow. so one thing led to another and um and about that time ray and i met in church in bradford oh and so it's also you guys weren't married at that point this is like also yeah. the story of tlg is a story of ray and tim oh it <gasps> so is oh it so God. is yeah i remember everything about that first day we met remember what ray was wearing and how gorgeous she looked and how much do you remember, darling, about, about meeting me? So I don't really remember meeting Tim <laughs> on this day. Um, I just turned up to do my PGCE in Bradford, yeah. um, raring to go for teaching. Thought I would just stay there for you 12 months. You had your mind on higher things, I did, yeah. 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 And I was thinking God's going to call me to, you know, anywhere in the UK, really. Not necessarily stay in Bradford. 21 years later, we're still based in Bradford. Amazing. Because <laughs> I met this wonderful guy. Fantastic. So tell us what, what, what are your roles within the organisation? Were you? Yeah. Who's really in charge? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> you, you can draw your own conclusion on that one. So yeah, I got the chief exec and kind of founder 
job by basically just being there first, I think. You know, it's uh, had, a, had a bit of an idea that we should do something, and, and we mm-hmm. did. And, um, and that's been beginning with ed- education centres, as we call them, for teenagers. So enabling churches to help kids who are excluded from school or at risk of exclusion. But I guess, you know, the interesting way that this story is unpacked for us is that I was kind of coming home talking about the teenagers, the issues they were facing. And then Ray was talking to me about primary age kids Mm -hmm. in school and what was happening for them. Yeah, I guess I got into teaching, really enjoyed it, but was very much drawn to those on the edges of my class that were struggling to engage, struggling to learn. And we began to see that actually some of these kids could easily end up in an education Mm -hmm. centre. And so we began to talk about what can we do, and not just us, but what can church do? What can people who have a heart for kids do to get alongside these kids that are struggling? Um, And so the Early Intervention um, Programme was born um, seven years ago. And you're director of the Early Intervention Programme. Tell us a little bit about what is... What is that? Yeah. So um, essentially we train volunteers from a local church um, to just get alongside kids in their local school um, and spend an hour a week during term time for up to three terms and longer um, with a child that's struggling in school. Um, For a variety of reasons, our kids struggle, don't they? But Mm -hmm. just having someone alongside them that can just listen. Um, So we're not asking for loads of qualifications, just a heart and ears to listen and get alongside um, those that are struggling. And it's amazing what that positive attention can really bring to a child and a family Mm. that are struggling. Because if you've got a child that's struggling, you've got parents and carers that are really anxious and wanting them to do well. So to have someone in there to say, saying, come on, we can do this together, um, is really powerful. And so that's teams across the UK in over 100 churches now are just getting involved um, in their local primary schools. To help those kids and families. So yeah, so that's the, I mean that's the surprising thing. As you tell that story, it feels like quite a high investment thing. A church needs to take stuff quite seriously to get involved. But you've yeah. got well over. You were saying to me over, uh, you know, mountainous salad. amounts of salad <laughs> over lunch. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you were saying that you know, is it almost 150 yeah, kind of churches schools, yeah. uh, uh, that are that schools and churches yeah. that you're, you're working with? So yeah. that is a huge scale, and not just uh, one sort of brand of church either. Yeah, no, that it's any church that's got a heart in their community. So we're working across all sort, all denominations um, and independent churches as well that just have a heart to get involved in their community. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of people within the congregation. So it's not just volunteers that are helping out in kids' work or youth work. Um, teachers, social workers, people in um, NHS that are working in the medical profession actually really love having that one-to-one time. Um, because anybody that's in that caring profession actually we love Mm -hmm. one-to-one time uh, with kids and with families so there's all sorts of people just stepping up to say I can do this I can listen and we've got an army of Mm -hmm. volunteers doing a great job and in one way that that sounds surprising but it shouldn't be surprising should it because actually we know that adults have such a heart for young people but one of the challenges for, for youth workers and for me definitely and people listening is when you try to get volunteers in your yeah. church to do youth work yeah. it can be so difficult yeah. and yet we know that through the early intervention mm-hmm. stuff these adults are saying we want to do this stuff yeah. so are you do you kind of have any hunch as to why that is I think I think there's two things I think it's the simplicity of what we ask so it's really defined it's like come and do an hour a week 
Um, and then we just give them a load of resources to do stuff in that hour a week. And it's not, it's just about having fun. So it's not anything kind of special or it's just have some fun, get to know each other, grow in a friendship with this child and with this family. So it's in and school. And it feels doable. Yeah, 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 and it's in school. So it's during the school hours. So we, it's all covered in terms of um, supervision and, and being um, in the community together, but it's safe for everybody um, and yeah structured um, but simple I want to go now to just break just change the change this up a little bit and I want to go to where we were going before um, Tim the, the surname oh, <laughs> you've been waiting you've been waiting I have so uh, Morphin yes uh, I mean I don't know how old you are exactly what era you would have been when you know which TV show was on <laughs> But, but like, has your life been just dogged with, it's morphin' time, kind of uh, references? Do you some, do you have a latex playsuit that you like to dress up in at the weekends? My life has been enhanced by the association, absolutely. So as a, as a young person, yeah. growing up, and then latterly with our kids. So oh, we had a great, great moment, hugely privileged to be able to take our kids to Florida for a holiday yes. and seeing one of our boys, seeing Blue Ranger just yeah. kind of heading down the streets was a beautiful moment. Is that really Florida? The Blue Ranger just lives he, there? He absolutely does, yeah, wow. without a doubt. So if anybody doesn't get the reference, because you're not ancient like me, uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is obviously what we're referring to there. This is it. That is, yeah. I mean, because it's not just Morph, it's Morphin. Like, it's actually Morphin, like... Like the word morphin, it's the only other place it appears in the whole of the lexicon of the world is in Power Rangers. M That's the one association. M O R F I N. We've got an F. It's oh, not a PH. Not a PH. I think change it. F I N. All the way. All How the way. many times a week does it come up? Never comes up. Ah, oh, what? Never. You're the first person to mention it, Martin. I don't believe that's true, but I am getting an insight into your sense of humour. Fantastic. <laughs> Who was your favourite Power Ranger? Oh, the blue. Oh, the blue. Not the pink, because you come in a pink shirt today. I wonder if that was a subtle oh, reference. It pink? It's a salmon. Salmon, there we go. I think it's pink. It's definitely pink. It's a pink shirt. Pink I, I have been very quiet, uncharacteristically so, it's for good. this last, like, it's ten seconds. The listeners have had a bit of time off. Because. For once. Because Power Rangers passed me by, but I thought you meant morph. As in, like, even older. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Older. So I was oh, like, yes. you're saying the whole thing is old. I'm even older because that's what I'm like. Tony Hart. Yeah, more. Yes, the little box. So, and then he had yeah. his own spin off show. He was awesome. Became the star of the show. What was Morph or Frame called? Um, oh, I can't remember, but they just made. Made no sense. It was abstract. Do you know producer Rachel? <gasps> producer Rachel nearly broke the silence oh, there after laughing. seventy episodes or something because she is so good at quizzes she is. that she she, she almost had to speak out loud. But if you turn up your volume on that bit there to like a bazillion, you'll hear her faintly whisper, "Chaz, Chaz, of course, Chaz, that's it." And Chaz, there we go. Anyway, let's pull this back in because actually, why? Why, why wouldn't you just? Oh, no, it's great. It's talking great. about Let's keep talking about more. Anyway, Tim, because I, I'd like to ask you on one on what one case it's quite an obvious question, which is you met this lovely boy Lewis, you got a real heart for the fact that he was just being kicked out of school, wasn't gonna make year eleven, you were working in a completely different kind of job and you gave that up. I mean you say it as if it's like so obvious and so easy. I'm sure it wasn't. 
but but why? Why? What was it about history? Why did you decide? I'm going to just risk everything. I don't know where this goes. Because let's face it, there was no other charity at that time doing this. You, you didn't see other groups and think, oh, there's a market here and no, we can true. do this. So yeah. why did you risk everything? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think that I didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea of what was ahead. I just literally did the thing that was in front of me. And I was with a bunch of other people just doing the same. It's great. And as I look back, I'm, I'm really grateful to God that that's the way it was. So we do do strategy and we do do plans, but when I look back and tell the TLG story, there are distinct kind of absences of long-term thinking, <laughs> which I think is really just about the way that God has worked. Mm. So simply as a volunteer, we worked out that between a few of us, we could hang out with this boy, help him with his English and help him with I guess just knowing there were people that were for him with all of the stuff that was happening at home and and help him connect with school and then yeah I remember Ray and I we'd um, we got married we were expecting our first son Ben and we knew that the kind of TLG opportunity was starting to open up and needed needed me to be in it fully focused and and so stepped into that, but it was only about one church and one group of kids and one city. And then I guess the same is true as, as we started to share our education centres across the country in 2007. We just, we stepped into that. And so I just didn't think it through. I think there's something beautiful about that, though, because if there's something that makes my skin crawl, it's, it's the sort of over-strategization of, I've made, I've made that word up, mm. of, uh, of, of ministry. And you know we're just gonna we're gonna work we're gonna work here and then we're gonna grow to six centers mm. here and then we're gonna plant here and here and it's all as as if God's not even a factor in it <laughs> that He's almost you know extraneous He's an extra bit that if He turns up and does something then great that's a bonus or He messes it up or indeed He messed it up <laughs> but the, but the beautiful thing about what you've said there is essentially you just went well this is what God seems to be doing let's join in and then see what happens next and and if that's your model then that sounds that sounds like a pretty good model. Yeah, the, and the great thing about it is that it's, I mean, you guys have met me, so you know it clearly can't be about me. And, oh, and come you know, on. But there is oh. definitely that thing oh. going on. Yeah. And, you know, I think that would be true for the whole team. Mm, <laughs> We've yeah. just seen God show up in massive ways in our story. Just amazing provision of, you know, simple, simple things like early intervention. It's just a brilliant mm. gift to the church that God has kind of put in our hands and the resources that he's given us um, just yeah mm. big God adventure really so mm. it, it really helps to be able to just yeah point people back to who he yeah. is and his it's, it's his heart for the struggling kids and young people and yeah. families in our communities that's what it is and let's face it his heart for vulnerable young people and families yeah. is like an ocean like we can never really fully mm. grasp how big it is a very exciting recent member of your family that's joined your family is, of course, Make Lunch. Oh, so exciting. Talk to us about Rachel, because of course we have in the room producer Rachel. She yeah. is the brainchild, the birth child of Make Lunch. It's an incredible programme. And we yeah. don't give you, Rachel, in the room enough credit, I think. And we'll never get you into in this podcast, I don't think. You wouldn't do it. But such an incredible initiative that now yeah. is 
part of the TLG story. So talk to us about, about that. Oh, yeah. Well, we're talking about kind of gifts from God and make lunch is one of the very best yeah. gifts from God. Firstly, to the local church and through the local church to children and families mm. who are up against it, who are struggling, not knowing that they have enough food. And yeah, to be part of that uh, as TLG mm. is such a, an honour and a really exciting fit. I think, you know, the interesting thing about our, our journeys, I talked a little bit about Lewis. So Lewis lived on an estate um, in Bradford um, where lots of other children were, yeah, similarly struggling. And just a few years later than I guess the kind of Lewis and, and I connecting, um, the Poor Kids documentary that inspired the, the amazing Rachel Warwick to pioneer Make Lunch actually visited that estate, met a girl there called Courtney and really followed her story of, of not having food in the holidays yet having access to a free school meal during term time. And so I guess we had a, a real connection with that documentary seven years ago and watched it and just knew of that need. And then we've been so inspired by what Rachel did mm. with such a small team with Make Lunch, but just really released the church, gave the church confidence to step up and provide this ministry for, for struggling children and families. And I think the thing we've known is that it's been the same children and families often so those that are struggling in term time, kids that are struggling to engage in education because of a whole host of different factors are often going to be in families that are struggling in poverty. And so our heart is that the church would be there for them. So mm. what an amazing opportunity. We're just so, so blessed. Mm. And so, um, so the kind of the idea with Make Lunch is that churches set up kitchens and feed those uh, uh, children and their families in uh, uh, um, half-term holidays and school holidays and things. How practically can churches actually... Because there may be some people listening who've never heard of that and are thinking, gosh, that sounds like a good idea. We could do that. So what is the sort of first point of call if you, if you immediately think, oh, that, that, that could be us? Yeah, definitely. Well, through the TLG website to make connection with us to access training... And that training is just really practical in terms of everything you need to know about running a kitchen that's going to be safe and actually provide what's needed in terms of nutrition for those families. But I guess the exciting thing is the way we're able to grow that support. So it's not just about the food. It's also about activities and engagement that goes beyond the children. The thing that struck me the first time I walked into a Make Lunch Club was just how many parents were there, how many mums and some dads eating food with their kids and parents that clearly needed the food uh, but they also need so much more than the food you know they need the community that local church is and the thing that excites us so much is just the way that we're seeing those kids and families becoming part of the community that is the church mm -hmm. and that's the TLG heartbeat mm. so yeah we begin with a crisis in school or we begin with the crisis of not having enough food mm. but it's the journey from that to become part of mm. that kind of Christian 
community, mm. the family of the church. Mm. And I, I, I'm just thinking about something that you said earlier, Ray, um, around your work with early intervention and how it dovetails with Make Lunch mm. and with these centres. Because you used a phrase I've not heard before called trauma-informed work with young mm. people. Um, could you explain just very briefly what that is? What does it mean to be trauma-informed? Yeah, so we're working towards that at TLG and it's working with children and families where they've experienced some adverse um, circumstances at home um, or in the wider community um, during childhood. So this could be adults as well as children. Um, and it's that kind of relational trauma that, that means that they're going to struggle in terms of how they connect in, whether it's a club that we're putting on with Make Lunch or whether it's the one-to-one -one support that we bring. And um, that there's ways in which we need to get alongside and be listening. Um, to our children and families where they've, they've really endured some of these adverse childhood mm -hmm. experiences. Um, and it's a growing understanding that's, that's out there. Lots of research done in the States, but is now coming over. Scotland is doing a great job um, in this area. Um, and they've got some great films out there. If you just look on YouTube, you'll see. Um, but just being aware that struggles um, can really have an impa impact on how we learn and it has an impact on how we then support. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the trauma-informed mm. journey. I think you guys for, for so long have been pioneering youth ministry, essentially, mm. but through an educational route. Yeah. Um, and there's so much that we can learn from you about the needs that you've come up against and, and how, how you've had to change and evolve as an organisation to really effectively be listening to your needs of young people and then responding. So if anybody listening to this actually wants to connect a bit more with TLG or hear a bit more about kind of trauma-informed youth ministry, mm -hmm. are there training days that you guys run or kind of find out more events, Ray? What, how can we get in touch with you? Yeah, so again, through our website, it's a great way to get through or even just directly emailing me at rachel.morphin at tlg.org.uk. Um, I'm kind of beginning to look at different think tanks and how we go about training our coaches, but broader as well in terms of youth mm -hmm. work and children's work. Um, within this arena and if you're involved in this as well get in touch because it's a growing conversation that we need to be having and that we need to be doing mm. together mm. can I ask the cheeky final question um, and, and, and if I've crossed if I cross a line here I, I know I went, pretty, I went up to the line I hope you do. with the whole Power Rangers thing let's get right <laughs> over it right this over could it. be it but um, you two are as we understand a married couple so true doing, <laughs> working the together, understanding is correct working together and ministering together. Yeah, that's a good question. How, how long have we got? And how that, does that work? And can I also say, like, when one of them is ask, answering a question, the other one is like smiling and like yeah. really supporting. Like, have, this is they've, they've been on training. Through. They've been on <laughs> media training. How we to, so haven't. How to present well. Counseling. No, so I, I mean, be thankful. I thought Rachel was going to ask a question about your sex life. To be honest, that's the kind of thing she'd do. Don't do it now. Right, so. Uh, I, but I've done that now, haven't I? Yeah, no, yeah, I I've taken fine. us there. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, so how do you do it without, and how essentially do you boundary it? So, when you are at home, I, I feel like you've both got hilarious expressions oh, on your faces. It's gonna be good. He's gone there. He's right over the line. <laughs> How do you like not talk about that this work. stuff yeah. at home? Yeah. How do you like, or, or, or do, do you? you? Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the deal? Yeah, uh, we try not to. We, 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 we're wired so differently on this yeah. one. It's, it's beautiful. And 
really tough all at the same time. That's the first time I've ever heard him say that that is beautiful. No, take that. We've got witnesses. That's brilliant. Yeah. I guess, so I'm learning the boundaries because I would just want to talk about everything, anywhere, all the time, and can just mix it in and then Mm. put it, shelve it again. Um, And we're learning to ask permission. So if it's about work, um, then it's just, are we okay? I've got a question or is it okay? And it's sort of asking permission to chat about it mm. and and respecting the no when it comes. Like, I've, it's for me growing in understanding for Tim as he holds so many different strands together in the whole organisation that one thing might be um, a, a kind of little thing to me, but has mm. impact on Tim. So mm. yeah, it's learning to respect that. The power of the question. Can I can I just ask you about work? So the giving of permission was revolutionary for us mm. and I think I would also say um, we we benefited hugely from talking to other Christian couples who are in ministry mm. together and just hearing that some of the things that were tensions for us are tensions for them and we've been able to talk separately to one couple in particular mm. and then talk together and that's been hugely mm. helpful so yeah that's well great. done martin well i think actually there is there's a crossover for youth workers as well because i think as a youth worker if we're in ministry particularly in a church not everyone listening is working for a church but sometimes you're invited around for a dinner to friends at church and actually what they want is to talk to you about youth ministry but you think yeah. you're there because they just want to hang out with you yeah. so I think you're right that question of can I chat to you about is a yeah. good question actually yeah. to, that cuts across lots of contexts actually it's important so good so Martin well done well you know that question is informed by the fact that I'm now the youth minister at my church you are. and my wife is one of the children's ministers oh it's the pet the yeah. two of you so now we're going to be like I'm going to be like can I have some of your budget <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's essentially that's and she's going to so say no 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 no, no, no. No way. What do you need budget for with young people? Exactly. They don't do cutting and sticking. Anyway, what a great interview. How brilliant. We need to now do some shout-outs to some dear people. Fantastic. Do we have any idea who they are? We We haven't got a bit of paper. Well, Moreland's, we know for a fact that Moreland's Bible College, you are on our list. So to the alumni, staff, residents, those in a mile radius and rabbits, hello. We love you. We love what you do. We also want no, to do No, hang on, shouting. you didn't say the name of the guy because you oh, can't say and his name. Andy Defoe. No. Andy Defoe. No. Andy Defoe. Andy Defoe. <laughs> every time we do it, Andy I feel Defoe. like we're offending him more. I, no, he, he's not. He's, he's lovely. He We've got a real issue with surnames here. In fact, because I can't do the other one either. Andy Defoe. Andy Defoe. Andy, we know you well and love you dearly. I mean, we do know you well, yes, we just do. know how to say your name. <laughs> and the other people we need to do shout-outs for are Linda Jeevanathan at Hope Church Luton. We think you're amazing. Yes. And a Charles, special one from Rachel. Yeah, Charles Merritt. Hi, all right, whatever. Yeah, Charles Merritt. Well, that was like you were playing it cool. <laughs> well, I don't school. know. This, this guy has a poster on his wall, and I've signed it, so I feel a bit awkward. Hi, Charles, you're brilliant. It's me that feels awkward. Anyway, the last thing we want to say is actually this weekend that's just gone by... Yes. Two very exciting things were happening around the country. Retrospective on reporting from Youthscape. Yes. Now, this is beautiful because Youthscape, we decided that it wouldn't be good to pilot a Sunday where we get as many churches as possible praying for young people, yeah. cheering on the youth ministry in their churches. And our dear friends from TLG had the same thought on the same date. So, the Sunday just gone, which would have been the 22nd, 23rd of September for those listening out of sync, um, there were loads of churches around the UK praying for young people. Yeah, how exciting. Yeah. yeah the ch- chance to just yeah speak to the whole congregation about the opportunity that is within the church 
young people, children's ministry and in our communities around. Yeah. So yeah, so exciting. Absolutely brilliant. And we kind of made a commitment that next year we'll have it on different dates. We will do that, right? <laughs> we will. We'll, we will cheer each other yeah, on because that is so exciting. Brilliant. Well, that was nice. Well, that is it, I think, for the Youthscape podcast today. Yes. Do uh, get in touch with us. You can yes. uh, uh, email us, podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Uh, we should have said that Sarah. She's been Rachel Gardner. I've been Martin Saunders. And we love you very and, uh, much. And whatever you're doing today, whether yes. it's some youth ministry or some food violation, <laughs> it's Morphin Time! You're still going. You're not. I thought we were going to do an edit there. I thought we were going to have another go. We're going to have another run at it.